0: Thursday, 1st of January, 1880 There comes a time in every man's life when he must pause to take stock of his affairs. Whether one is taken at the flood, or finds himself approaching the midpoint in his allotted three-score years and ten, at an alarming rate of knots, the realization that one has been eking out an existence with precious little to show for it comes as something of a revelation. The advent of my own epiphany, in this respect came when the hon francis reginald Stoop announced that he had employed somebody to write his memoirs this is a man whose chief achievement to date is an ability to peel onions without crying how he does it is the talk of the foreign office and it has been said that it gave him an advantage over the other candidate who could boast only hairy ears when it came to promotion that this qualifies him as a person of interest is something to which i take exception When I questioned him about the content of his endeavour, he tapped his nose and made some suspicious remark about having lived. If that were the only qualification, then the popular press would be awash with tales of people who have lived. In my own case, that I have lived is evident, for I have the bills to prove it. When it comes to specifics, however, either my memory is deficient, or I have been fritting away those years which the good Lord gave me with reckless abandonment, I find that Should I be called to account for my time on this earth, I should have trouble explaining how I fill my days. It is with consideration that I have gone to the expense of purchasing a journal for the recording of those thoughts, and events that disturb the otherwise humdrum pattern of one's life. That it has cost me a guinea, I consider a worthwhile investment. The shagreen cover is of excellent quality in the paper, so the stationer assured me, with a meaningful wink, will see me out. I appreciate the gesture, if not the sentiment. On the question of my thoughts outliving me, it occurs that one day in the distant future, some inquiring soul may delve into these papers to learn of the daily life of a gentleman in the latter years of this toilsome nineteenth century of ours. If he is an enterprising fellow, he may even use the material to blackmail my heirs. With that in mind, I have devised a code of my own invention to allow for the recording of my thoughts. Secure in the knowledge that none of my peers "'shall ever probe the musings contained within these pages. "'What the family might make of them, however, is another matter, "'for I dare say, given enough time and motivation, "'even they, and one of them in particular, "'would eventually penetrate their depths. "'Of course, I flatter myself in assuming "'that I shall find anything of interest to record. "'We can but try, as the saying goes.' and i have no doubts that it shall prove most trying especially at the end of a long day but if samuel pepys could fill nine years worth of journals with tales of arguments with his wife visits to the theatre fire and plague then i am fairly confident i shall be able to achieve a similar fate with the exception of the plague that is wives too shall be avoided excursions to theatrical events kept to an absolute minimum and fires confined to fireplaces and winter evenings Other than that, I have resolved to record events and conversations exactly as they happened, for one never knows when one might need to account for one's whereabouts, or provide evidence in cases of slander. In this spirit, therefore, herein commences the diary of Mycroft Holmes. I find myself to be aged thirty-three years, rising thirty-four this year. How I got to be this old, heaven only knows, for I have had tribulations enough to debilitate the strongest of constitutions. My health is good, save for a touch of gout. My employment, facile though it might be, is tolerable, and my prospects for advancements avoidable. Given that I can go no higher in my particular field, being at the apex already, I should say that any ambition in that respect would be wasted. My comforts are few but welcome. Were I to never stare from my chair again, I could rest content knowing that I have contributed to the greater happiness of my fellow man. My chief achievement to date is the creation of a gentleman's club. The Diagnes, which caters for the unsociable men who wishes for the status and privilege of being a club member without having to endure the inconveniences of sociability. We have no club balls. In fact, we do not allow conversation at all. As one of the founder members I make sure that this rule was written into the Constitution. If this resume appears somewhat pedestrian I counter with the consideration that it could be worse. One should always be grateful for one's lot, for it is certain that there are other